Hello, and welcome to the Swift Talk. I'm Kate the Swifty. I'm not so swift, Sam. I think my name says so much less about me than my name does. Not so swift, <laughs> Sam. What? <laughs> I love our mornings like this. Good morning. Good morning, sunshine. Coming to you live, or now recorded, coming to you from an encapsulated moment in time from WSCA in beautiful downtown Portsmouth. An independent radio station that's so much cooler than yours. With another hot take on the Swift Talk. Yeah, I mean, Taylor's having a week and she didn't even do anything. Interesting. I mean, we heard from our friend Zach Cardona at the press room that Taylor is a part of the Virginia governor's race. That is something we heard, and I did not bother to go back and look up. Oh, I did. Okay. Oh, I did. So apparently, the Republican running for governor of Virginia is from the Carlisle Group, who financed Scooter Braun buying Taylor's master's. And so Terry McAuliffe, who is running for a non-consecutive term as governor of Virginia again, used it as a campaign thing and started like putting out merchandise. And then all of a sudden it all went away and everybody got refunded for buying it because turns out they were also profiting off Taylor ah. without her permission to make a point that this guy's a bad guy because he allowed other men to profit off Taylor without her permission. <laughs> Isn't that funny how that works out when you Isn't get funny? caught? You call someone out for doing the same thing you're doing. Right. Yeah. It turns out Swifty is a trademarked term by Taylor. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so this is now the last episode we're ever going. <laughs> Thank God it's not the Swifty talk. The Swifty Swift. talk. The Swift talk. And I'm but not I, so Swift, Sam. That's, that's Yeah, terrific. I think we're okay. Yeah. 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 And we're not profiting. Yet. <laughs> well, emotionally. Socially. I mean, we do have listeners in 12 countries. 12, 12 countries. countries. How many of them are Canada countries? Just one. Just one. Okay, that's good. We yeah, got the Canada one. is just a country. Still can't figure Whoever our Canada listener is, hello. Hello. Thanks for being a strong follower. Yes, we really appreciate every it. Every week. Every week. I don't know who it is, but every week. It wasn't who I thought it was. No? So, no. Oh, yeah, that's right. I think I know who this is. Oh. Perfect. All right. Well, this seems like a good time to get into death by a thousand cuts. All right. Are you ready? I don't think I have a choice otherwise. <laughs> you really don't. No. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to hit pause, play the song. You should also hit pause and play the song and we will be back. Sam. Kate. Was that song like death by a thousand cuts? I don't feel like I'm... Under uh, physical harm, I don't feel like uh, I'm going to get murdered. I just feel like that's, that impending doom is going to happen after I say, ah, oh, this song left me wanting so much more from it. Wow, you didn't enjoy. I, I thought it was good. I thought it could have been so much better. I think that might be the general consensus on the Lover album. Yeah. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. I, we have, I've already heard better in 10 songs in the limited amount that I've heard. 10 songs. 10 songs. 10 songs, ten songs today. Week 10 with Jason. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that doesn't help when we tell them that we don't hold you captive. <laughs> they do not hold me captive. I know. We signed up. There will be a season two, guys. We season got renewed two. by WSCA. Mm -hmm. Sam, expand on uh, what your thoughts are on this song. All right, simple mm -hmm. electrical picking for your, your background. You have an electric drum kit going. 
you have your little like uh i thought i thought i was trying to figure out what that little chorus was going was it going my 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 was it going bye 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 was it, it was just like okay what it took me a second to get into that and i thought it was interesting it was like oh okay every like you're starting the song with the chorus going chorus verse chorus verse mm-hmm. it was interesting it was really cool and then it just like i'm really listening in i'm like yeah some of the stuff is relatable like yeah it wasn't like walk down the road alone being like is am i gonna figure this out like am i getting over this person looking through windows that we boarded up looking through the windows of our love that we boarded up yeah like okay yeah i get that like we both said nope but you're kind of like are you still there it's me taylor you still love me though right yeah mm, we could get back to get like it's it's easy yeah. but then like it just took a weird turn i don't know if this was the line that really i didn't enjoy it but it was like a uh, my, my body my hair my love my hips there wasn't Some, a part of me that you, you didn't, didn't take t- up. And then it was... Really? You hated that line? But no, no, no. But it was the line that came after that, which is... It was the United We Stand line. The bridge? You hated the bridge? That was the bridge? That was the bridge. I guess this was a lawless land. I think it's how it ends. Yeah, that's the bridge. It, it felt... It's at the end. It just seemed like, is this becoming pseudo-political for no... Like reason? This album gets a little political for well, no. I, mean, I know. This I know. Is, she you was better remember through. this is the Trump thing where she found her voice and she got out there and endorsed this Democrat running for Senate against Marsha Blackburn in Tennessee. I remember that little bit from watching one of those documentaries. But it was just like, yeah, the the United, we, uh, our songs, our films, United We Stand, our country. Guess it was a lawless land. But I think like <sighs> you have to think about it. like with the R. I think she's relating it to their love. So it's like R country was where we were where you are you know they you were united the films like all of this all of the shared moments the shared things in your life when you're with a partner and you're like oh i saw this crazy sequel that reminded me of this but i can't talk to you about it because we're not talking no no, no. I, and i understand that like the shared moments the the yeah. shared experiences oh sharing your wine sharing all these things yeah it's a ragey she calls this a ragey bridge, which are her favorites. And you see a lot of them. We had one with Out of the Woods. She calls Jack Antonoff, Jack Rantanoff, for a ranty, uh, ragey bridge. They love them. And like I think this song, because I've seen her do Lover Paris, where she performed it. And I think this album and this particular song is so much better when you're in a crowd of 60,000 people. And you're all like just screaming it together. I think this is a stadium tour album. It's not a sit and like listen and absorb album. It's an out there like shared experience album. Right. And I I can understand that. Is this the is Bad Blood off of Lover? No, Bad Blood's off 1989. Okay. So never mind that comment that I was going to make. <laughs> I'll go back to this comment. I I can understand why this would sound or feel better in concert. But since you brought up Bad Blood, one of the guys in my kitchen, AJ, Gave me a Taylor Swift Halloween joke, and this episode will come out sometime around Halloween. Give you a Taylor Swift Halloween joke? Yeah. Joke. Joke. Why don't vampires like Taylor Swift? Because she has bad blood. Yep. (laughs) Well, this has been the final episode of the Swift Talk. (laughs) Made it 10. (laughs) Come on, that's fun. Mm. I enjoyed it. No, I I am aware that I'm, I'm taking a moment to... Get a piece of my life back from that joke. <laughs> I enjoyed the joke. Thank you, AJ. Anyway, back to the song before Sam has time to process. No. Uh, Let's get into it a little bit. Sure. 
So this song actually was inspired by a Netflix movie called Someone Great. The woman who wrote the Netflix and directed Someone Great was inspired by Taylor Swift's 1989 album. Interesting. And so she calls it the most meta thing that ever happened to her. My timeline might be a little off on this, but she was giving an interview and said she watched this movie and the characters were still rattling around in her head after. And so she wrote a song about their breakup. And the woman who wrote the movie was like, oh my gosh, this album that Taylor wrote inspired this movie. This is crazy. And so it's a whole like art, inspiring art, inspiring art. Okay. It took me a second. following? I I now follow now because I thought you were saying that this was the most meta thing for Taylor. It's the most meta thing for this writer-director. For both of them. Taylor Swift has played herself on SNL. This is not the most meta moment for her. (laughs) Does that... That's meta. It's, hi, I'm Sam, and I'm on stage performing as Sam, but a caricature of Sam. Like, that's meta. I mean, that's not what we do every week. Kevin, for money, though. One day. Yeah. One day someone will sponsor us. Uh, okay, cool. She So she sees this movie that she inspired with her album, 1989. <laughs> it's now Lover, uh, After Reputation. I have my little cheat sheet in front of me. How much happier are you that you have your cheat sheet now? Uh, on a scale of one to ten, I am standing off the scale. She sees this, and then she's like, okay, I'm going to write what happens afterwards. So, so did, they didn't break up in the movie. No, no, no. This is not. They broke up in the movie. She okay. wrote this. So she did a Tiny Desk concert for this album, Lover. And she said, you know, part of writing this album, she was a little scared because she's happy. Like, there's no breakup. There's no strife. Like, there's nothing going on in her world that's causing her anxiety or angst, really, that she would write a big breakup ballad about. So here she is writing an album called Lover, where she's very happy. Can she write a breakup song? And so she was listening to her friends who were going through breakups. She was she watched this movie about a couple that had been together, and it wasn't that they didn't love each other anymore. They just drifted apart, and so they had grown so far apart that they just weren't together. They didn't work anymore, mm-hmm. so they broke up. And this is kind of what inspired the song: it's "Death by a Thousand Cuts." Like, there's no you can't. You're mad, but you can't be angry yeah. because you haven't done anything. There's no cheating. There's no being a bad guy. It's just we grew apart. Yeah, there's no lie you can tell yourself to make yourself feel better over, like you know. Of course, I only did that because it was a situation where, yeah, you didn't cheat. There's no villain. There's no villain. And that's what sucks. And that's why it's the slow death of a thousand cuts because you just get to be alone for however long and just be like saying goodbye is death from a thousand cuts. I don't get to say hello again. And your friends don't really get it because from the outside, it seems fine. You're not fighting. You're not, you're just growing apart. You'll get over that person. Life goes on. You're okay. Or, oh, they're such a good guy. Are you sure you want to do that? Always my favorite. Uh, But yeah, it's just like, it's a little, like, just a little bit each day where you're like, I can't do this anymore, but I can't say why. Yeah. And you're asking, like, inanimate objects, like, am I going to be okay? You're sitting in your car looking at the traffic lights, and you're like, is this going to get better? Yes, yes. Which I think is a very relatable, like... Oh, no, totally. Like, you met me when I was going through Death by a Thousand Cuts. This is true. Like, th- it's tough. Yeah. It's hard. And maybe that's kind of, I don't think it's just because of my own emotional history that I'm looking at this song wishing it was better. Because it hits point for point what I was yeah, going through. It does. I, I just feel like from a, a, a song standpoint, like the, yeah, that, that rage bridge didn't really get it for me. Okay. But like the point to point 
going through the verses and the chorus, it's like, this is all relatable. This is not just like pop cookie cutter relatable. This is just like when, when you have felt your heart break and you can't control why and you did nothing wrong. Yep. This is for you. And you have to like untangle everything. Like it's like an octopus. You have to like pull each tentacle off. Yeah. I think I would rather the big dramatic breakup every day as opposed to this kind of breakup. Yeah, it's this is like I think this is more gut wrenching. Like well, every day, you're just like, oh, yeah, it's better to burn out than to fade away. Yeah, it, it's it's better. And I'd rather crash and burn. Hair. Yeah, I'd rather crash and burn. Someone pull me from the wreckage. <laughs> Not the wreckage that is my life, but yep. just this is, is yeah. I'm done. I do better when there's a like actual bad guy. <laughs> I think it's interesting though because you're saying that this is an album where she was in a good space. She was in a healthy She's relationship. In a great space. Yeah, uh, she wasn't going through any emotional turmoil. Nope. Outside of the politics and things that were going on in the world, she there wasn't so many hurdles for her. No. Can she make this breakup song that she's so... Known for. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because this is not the wallowing over somebody breakup song. No. This is not the I'm going to get mine breakup song. Mm -hmm. It's just a, yep, this is a breakup song. It's the internal breakup. Like, you're not yelling at somebody. You're not mad at somebody. You're not like, you're just the the worst you're just like oh god i can't even be mad it just isn't working mm -hmm. it's interesting and i think this song actually tracks if you listen to it more than once what percentage of her songs are about relationships do you think 7.87 i would say out of uh, what she has 100 and something songs almost 200 when we get red i would say 43 of these songs I'd i say would she say has more 43 i would say a majority <laughs> Oh, yeah, I forgot about Drew Looks At Me. Yeah, that's a song. So 57, <laughs> 102. I don't, I, I don't three know. Gigs. I mean, we can, start a, we can start a tracker. Well, let's look at the 10. So we had Tim McGraw, yeah. a breakup song. Long Live was not. Mm -hmm. Mean was not. This Is Why We Can't Have Nice Things was not. Shake It Off, was that five? Shake It Off can shake off a sex. What was five? Oh, gosh. We should know this. <laughs> Uh, I think Sam should create a pie chart over the course of this uh, <laughs> podcast series. I figured it out, everybody. I figured it out. Um, what was it? Oh, that was before your birthday. No, Out of the Woods, we did after yep. Shake It Off. Two chord progression, three chord chorus. Oh, all right. Well, I'm just going to pull up our Spotify because, as we know, Spotify never leads us astray. Uh, which one's Toast to All My Friends? That's like Can't Have Nice Things. Mm -hmm. What's the one where she sings to her? Okay. So, okay. Tim McGraw was a breakup song. Long Live wasn't. Mean wasn't. This is why we can't have nice things wasn't. Holy Ground. Holy. Which you did not enjoy. <laughs> I wonder why I forgot we did Holy Ground. Was about a breakup. Shake It Off, not a breakup song. Out of the Woods, a breakup song. Mm -hmm. Kind of a breakup song. Mr. Perfectly Fine's a breakup song. Yes. <laughs> and then we did Mirrorball, which is a breakup song. All right, so we're looking at about 50% of her songs. Yes, now I'd are, say 50. Right, well, a little over, because this is six out of 10. Six out of our first 10 were yeah, about relationships that end it. Statistically speaking, she's about 50% of her songs are about relationships. Yes. I think every song is about some sort of relationship. Yeah, it's true. I mean, okay. This is my relationship with my truck. With my oh. dog, with my ex-wife. This is my relationship with my country and my God. This is my relationship with my Budweiser can, with my favorite football team. Are we back to Swedish? Like Christopher Walken? Where, no. Where's the inspiration behind it's the just, voice? I'm just doing a... I'm curious. I'm just doing a, a very insightful 
<sighs> man who writes songs about relationships like this is my relationship with my lamp david byrne this is <laughs> <laughs> this must be the place mm-hmm. what a naive <laughs> melody that is i love that song it's my favorite so Jason's bringing up a topic that we kind of address and don't address, um, which is the majority of people look at Taylor Swift as somebody who only writes songs about breakups. Mm-hmm. But, and I mean that breakups are part of relationships. Mm-hmm. And you're telling me that this is an album where she was not going through that. So they're trying to bring her back to it. And it's still, think- it seems like people are still trying to pigeonhole her, even at this moment in her life, being like, oh, you should do another breakup song, though, right? I don't think that's the case at all. I think this is her first album where she got complete control and ownership over her work. I think she's away from the old record label. She gets to do her thing. She gets to do what she wants. I think for her, she just wanted to prove she could do it while she was happy. I'm not entirely sure anybody said, you need to have a breakup song. It's not a Sarah Bareilles where they're like, you have to put a love song on your album. And so she wrote Love Song, which is a backhanded slap at her record company. I think this is just her saying, I can do this. Like it's flexing her creative muscles. Like maybe it's, I just don't want to be in a place where I have to be in this negative spot, go through all of this to put out art. Can I still write a great breakup song while I'm very happy? It's a challenge. It's a challenge. And I think she did a great job. I like the song a lot. As you get into it and you start to like listen to it and absorb it more, you're like, all right. I, I mean, it's no paper rings off this album, but. Can't say you know what that means. Well, we'll get there. Um, yeah. I, I'm not trying to knock you for that. I just, I know. I, I think it's, it's good. All it's right. like B effort. Okay. From Shake It Off to Holy Ground. Oh, this would be like a six, a seven. Right. Oh, holy ground. Holy moly. <laughs> One of our enablers who plays Taylor for us, TJ's Taylor. Taylor, who plays Taylor for us at TJ's, yeah. was telling me last night that she is halfway through Holy Ground. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's the one Sam really didn't like. She's like, oh, you can tell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sugarcoat this. I'm not gonna lie. And I know, like it, Kiwi Andrew. Oh yes. Ran into him the other day, and we were talking. Uh, what was it? We were talking about how uh, Mirrorball. And he he was hates like, Mirrorball. He does not like it at all. No. Nope. And I'm trying to think of which one he was. He was just like these songs right here are the best songs. He loves Cornelia Street off the Lover album. Yes. And he relates everything back to Cornelia Street. Everybody has their opinions on Taylor. We'll get to Cornelia Street. I love champagne problems. He hates champagne he problems. He hates champagne problems. And this is my only experience with champagne problems, really, is the shirts that I've seen a couple of you wear that say champagne problems. And it's like, just put the put the cork back in then. Why do, why do you have to, Sunday morning, champagne problems. You're at work. Having to be up and work a brunch instead of go to a brunch, that's a champagne problem. Oh, it's totally a champagne problem, but I just feel like the, the and it's not even just like the people that we know that work in industry. I just feel like the idea of a champagne problem, there's no real appeal of like drinking yourself into a, a slumber with bourbon or whiskey or shots or anything like that. But champagne. You're we watched questioning. The, wait, huh, we watched, I watched the hang Red on. Sox win, uh, go, go into the, uh, uh, what? ALS, ALS, ALCS. Yeah. Not a Red Sox fan. So they're popping all these dirt cheap bottles of champagne. And someone next to me was like, why are they buying like real champagne? I was like, do you know how expensive champagne is? Yes. Like, yes, do, I do. Like they're not going to go get like a Vouv or something like that. That's going to be like $47 a pop. It's going to be. Well, yeah. Cause they're not drinking it. They're just spraying each other. with it. Yeah. Like that's a champagne problem. 
think you're taking this a little too literally. You're forgetting who you're talking to. I love me some bubbles. You're allowed to love bubbles. You're allowed. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Speaking of a ranting bridge. <laughs> what? 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 You're allowed to like what you like. You're allowed to like what you like. Yes, and I don't have to. I'm and allowed I don't to have not to, understand it. And I don't have to like it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Our listeners know. Champ- you can have champagne problems. It's usually about this point in the podcast where we get it. Where I have brought up enough bubbles for you to pop. That's very true. That's it's a, very it's you champagne pop, problem. God. I, I guess no. I, I I should no. get a shirt that just says champagne yeah. problem, and I am the champagne problem. Should get, we'll get you one that says I am the champagne problem. You can I go to brunch. The champagne problem. God. We shouldn't get into this with Jason's face right. For our listeners at home, I'm holding up a virtual sign that says, get back on track. <laughs> I mean, we made it pretty far talking about the song today. You did. You did a really great job. So uh, let's... Uh, we came in prepared. Uh, why don't I hop in right now and say, uh, no Taylor things popped into my Instagram feed this week. Interesting. Did nothing happen in her world? She's very, very, very quiet. Ooh, that means something. That's an Easter egg that... I Don't... I didn't say that. I didn't say, I didn't say that. Uh, that. That's a non-Easter egg. Blondie's up to something. God only knows what. Bl- Blondie? Yeah, that's what we call her. No, you call Blondie Blondie. No, this is what we call her on the t- on the TikTok. I think Blondie has that copyright. Yes. <laughs> I, think I don't think Taylor appreciates being She popped being into called. my feed this week. Did she? Well, yeah. What's going on with Blondie? Debbie Harry was laying in a chair with with a Andy Warhol portrait of her behind her. That's and I was meta. like, that is bad. <laughs> you can say it. bad bad mamma jamma that was that was a good photograph right there Hell yeah hell yeah she's a queen she walked so these tailors and shania's can run oh the pain the pain in my heart pain in my heart we think we've put together why taylor moved red up a week because adele came out this week and said her first single will be released on october 15th so i do not believe we're getting a single from taylor on october 13th like we previously thought. Is she friends with Adele? Yeah. Okay. Girl power. Also, like Adele hasn't put an album out in years. So for her to come back with her first album, and you know it's going to be great. Taylor's like, mine's just a re-record. You put out your new stuff. Like, let's go through this together. Mm-hmm. It's going to be Sad Girl Fall between Adele and Taylor's Red. Sad Girl Fall. Sad Girl Fall. The autumnal season. Yeah. You better hashtag that quickly. <laughs> We'll get right on that. Uh, Hot girl summer got replaced by sad girl fall. Are there times that you really question our friendship? Because I feel like this might be one of them. Yes. I question choices. <laughs> I question actions. Is this death by a thousand cuts for you over uh, here? I'm start- That pain that I was not feeling before, I'm starting to feel Just now. creeping yeah. in like a little paper cut. Shoot, I had something. A paper cut in your paper thin plans. <laughs> My paper thin skin. <laughs> I think Taylor's but like... Well, I mean, Taylor's been quiet, but there's been a lot of chatter about Taylor because of the governor's race. It's just all all this the rumor mill stuff. I, yeah. I, I it's I not a rumor a s- mill. It's theories. It's theories. 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 Easter eggs. You know, one of these days we're going to be sitting here, and you're going to be like, "Wow, Kate, you were right. That did happen." And when that day comes, I will say, "Wow, Kate, you were right. That did happen." Until then. You heard it here. It is on the record. He cannot have Jason Listen, edit this out. I'll tell you when I like a song. I will tell you when you are right. 
I will say when I'm wrong. That's my three. That's my platform. <laughs> this has been my TED Talk. Your, uh, <laughs> yeah, you can throw your hat in and run for governor of Virginia. We talk about her, but we are have yet to <laughs> profit off her. I don't. I don't need to profit off her. All right. I mean, it would be nice to pro- this podcast to profit, Jimmy. Yeah, for- if you ever get around to listening to this, we would be great people to talk about Bud Light Seltzers. What are you doing? I'm looking at the lyrics because there's something that stuck out to me. Chandelier's still flickering here because I can't pretend it's okay when it's not. It's not. It's a death by a thousand. Nah. It was the shit. It was the, yeah, Chandelier flickering here, the haunted house. I feel like some of this is getting into. Okay. We've, you've addressed that she's spooky girl fall. She's I did not the say Atombo. spooky girl fall. Well, I'm okay. Sad girl. Fall. So I'm saying that we'll Taylor's have a, one haunted song. Taylor's a spooky girl fall type of person. I don't think so. I don't think she's spooky. I don't think she's a horror movie type of girl. No, on a scale of one to 10, 10 would be like Winona Ryder. She's like a one. Yeah. She's like, like she's uh, a pumpkin carve apple cider donut. Let's go apple picking type of girl. Yeah. But she's not a, I mean, Winona is a spooky girl fall. But Taylor in her like folklore evermore getting into more of like the, this is the haunted house. And like I see more of that motif from this song, which is, as you said, her first album that she had total control over. Mm-hmm. So maybe she is secretly the spooky girl. Like she does, she does have these uh, little ghosts that keep popping up. I think she is into the ghosts like I am into ghosts, where it's fun to talk about the fun ones, but she doesn't actually want to do any of the like not fun, scary, mad ghost stuff. You want like the haunting of Hill House, but it's a love story. Yeah. Like what would happen to Romeo and Juliet in the afterlife type of ghost? I feel like they'd just be like really bored because they went, they went out with the fire. They burnt up. Yeah. I'm going to poison myself to make it look like. I'm I'm dead, but I'm really asleep. Oh, my lover's dead. I'm gonna put. Po- there's no more poison. I'm gonna take this deck. Oh no, like that's burning up. Or they just spent a lot of time making their parents crazy. You're gonna have an afterlife. Afterlife of a thousand cuts. If it's just these two, is it like I don't know? Maybe they like are together and living like this happy little existence where no one can judge them. You don't know. I think that's where Taylor would be at. Ghost love coming this fall to Fox. <laughs> Romeo and Juliet surviving I, through the centuries as ghosts. I'm actually surprised we haven't gotten that. We will. I know we will. We heard it here first. Do you think it's more likely that Taylor Swift is going to A, run for politics in the next 10 years, B, have her own reality or pseudo-reality TV show, or C, stop recording music? What do you think is more likely those three? C. C? Yeah. Interesting. I think, again, so we talked about this in the first episode, but I actually listened to a podcast with her this week, so it came back in my brain. There's this very, very popular author, Ellen Hildebrandt. And she writes beach read books. They're easy. They're yeah. fun. They're set in Nantucket. She had been writing two a year. She's back to one. And she said, I'm done after this book, like this number of books. I think she's got two or three more. And then I'm done and I'm retiring and I'm going to enjoy my life. She's been working at such a breakneck pace, putting out all this content that she's just ready for, ready to retire, ready to move on and enjoy her life. She's made a lot of money. She lives in Nantucket. Her kids are mostly grown. Now is her time to like go out there and not be stuck in your house writing 12 hours a day for 10 months a year. Yeah. And I think Taylor's probably going to get to that point. If you look at it, she's in her 30s. We've got nine albums. She's re-recording the first seven. That's exhausting. Yeah. And I think like at some point, you just need to like take a step back and stop putting out new material. And will it be forever? Who knows? But I do think we're going to see her maybe get married and start a family and need a chunk of years to just be a human. I mean, she's been doing it since she was 15. 
Yeah. She is her own raw material and product. Yeah. It's consumerism at its finest. Like George R. R. Martin every, when are you going to finish the series? And he's like, I want to write these books now. Like yeah. you, it, you get tapped out and it's exhausting not doing what you want to do anymore. And you're always on. Like, you know, Ellen's on Nantucket. People come to Nantucket to live an Ellen Hildebrandt novel mm-hmm. and they go to her bar class. They go, like, she's always on when she's out and about. Taylor goes out and she's Taylor Swift. Like, your identity, your life is wrapped up in your job. Mm-hmm. Like, I love my job at Care. I love my job. They're great. But I don't want it to just be about what I do for a profession. I want to have things outside of it. And you don't get to when you're that kind of artist. I could see her going like the path that we're seeing some artists do right now, like David Byrne and even now Madonna X. Like I could see this type of live Broadway stage performance concept art come out. Yeah. She loves to perform. Yeah. I just don't, I don't know. Maybe we'll get a Broadway show of the characters from Evermore and Folklore. So Betty and Inez and James will all come out in that little folklore story that she has been weaving we'll get to see like the broadway version of it interesting maybe we'll we get should trademark it. this right now oh i think there are people i've heard this on tiktok so this is not me coming up with anything <laughs> i think that's a good place to maybe put a pin in it roll the dice to see what our first episode of season two is going to be first episode of season two first episode of season two we got renewed we got renewed uh mostly mostly because of uh Two very fantastic people, Kate and Jay. Jason, Kate, the the steers of this vessel. Kate is the sail, and Jason is the boat and the wind and the rudder. Being like, that's port. Nope. Starboard. Starboard. Okay, where are we going with this? You're scaring me. I was just going to say thank you to you both uh, <laughs> for a great 10 episodes. Sam, this wouldn't be possible without you. It would. You are the wind beneath my wings. <laughs> Oh, man, I acted a, a fool of myself last Wednesday singing Good Vibrations with Lady Carmen. I heard, actually, um, Carmen would like to book you for this Wednesday, and she would like to do it. Shake it off. All right. I will put it on the Instagram <laughs> this time. All right. You All got right. your list ready? I, I don't, but you should roll. Okay. So uh, one of the- I what, got distracted. You know, sometimes re- repetition is good. What we do every week is we choose a song at random. We're going to go through all these albums, unfortunately for me. We're going to go through all these fortunately songs. Fortunately for you. Try to edify me. Ooh, you know what? Ten weeks. Where do you think? Do you think I'm more of a Taylor fan? Do you think I'm less of a Taylor fan? I think I might have lost ground. <laughs> I think I might have lost ground. Just shake it off. Well, we'll find some holy ground. <laughs> Roll the dice. Eight. Folklore. Folklore. How did I get that before you did? I don't know. I'm, I'm thrown off. 15? Peace. Peace, Spadden. No. No, not Jen Lennon Peace? No. This is a good one. Is it P-I-E-C-E? No, it's peace. Like, I've never known peace. Or you'll no longer know peace. Oh, you'll no longer know peace? Yeah, probably you. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> Swifties aren't mad at me. <laughs> All right. So the premonition is this going into... Season two, episode one, our 11th episode. This might be the episode that Sam gets murder notes and letters. Oh, you know, we'll find out next week. That we will. Tune in. If you're not already, if you just came across us on episode 10, welcome. And make sure that you are following us on all of the social platforms. Every so often we pop into TikTok. 
we're pretty consistent on Instagram, and you'll see the same things on Facebook. But we are here each week coming to you from WSC's Podcast Lab. So make sure you follow us on Spotify, like, subscribe, comment, leave us a written review on Apple Music. Nikki, thank you for yours. You're the best. Thank you, Nikki. And we will see you here next week with Peace from Folklore. And Sam. Thanks for being the wind beneath my wings. Oh, Kate, you'll never know that you're my hero. Oh, oh shoot, okay. I just told you. You did. All right, guys. Thanks so much. We'll see you next time. Bye.